there's a lot of things that that sound similar. Like it's very easy for people to be deceived because things will sound like the Bible. Like it's very much twisted, right? And it's just like, um, like with the serpent and Eve. You know, did God say you can't eat of <laughs> the fruit? And and it's like that. That's the thing is like he he twists things, right? And it has you thinking oh, well, mm, he didn't really say that exactly. Or yeah, you know what? Maybe I can eat this apple. You know what I mean? And, and that's how it happens. And it happens so swift and, and so quickly that you don't realize that um, you're receiving these messages and you don't know where, where they're coming from. What is the motivation behind those things that you're saying? Good morning and welcome to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week, we acknowledge a Black creative entrepreneur, businessman, or woman for doing what they do, absolutely blessed, and just Black excellence as it shines ever so brightly, y'all. This week's creative is none other than the lovely Miss Dina Williams. Dina is an entrepreneur from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Okay, y'all, we are international out here, okay? She advocates for art, culture, and social justice, and she does through does so through her business, Vitamin D Entertainment. She enjoys being a creative outside of her business through music and writing as she recently joined the writing team of Unassociated. Dee's inspiration for writing comes from her experience and the journey of healing that God has guided her through. And also, y'all, Miss Dina is our very special guest on this episode of Create with Kendra. Dina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. We are so happy to have you. And y'all know how I do every single time we have a guest on the show. We play a little game called what? Off the Dome. So what we're going to do, Dina, we are going to ask you a couple of personal questions because you know you the best. Actually, we'll see if you do. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you a couple (laughs) of questions and you have about two seconds to answer. Sounds good? All right. All right. Let's do it. What is your favorite beauty product? Mascara. Okay. Linton and them lashes now. What is your hidden talent? Oh, snap. I don't know. (laughs) You don't know what your hidden talent is? No. Wow. This is bizarre you don't whistle play the harmonica is, is untangling you know like is untangling like necklaces like knots in a necklace considered a talent girl it is like, it is like one of the top three talents in the world because i got heck well, of knots then, and chains that's that's what i have i'm really good at that so nice <laughs> and what is your favorite place in the world i don't even think i've i've been there yet um but places that i've been uh guatemala I loved it there. Nice. So that is just a little bit about Miss D. Um, y'all, I, I, I'm just super excited about this episode. 
I really am. Um, Dina is here today because last week's episode really provoked people to talk about what's going on. Um, last week, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check out last week's episode on cheating on God. We talked about idolatry and Dina reached out to me and mentioned, um, her testimony and her experience with, um, manifestation and, you know, tarot cards and things like that. And I mentioned it briefly, but I really feel like those things are things that people can really resonate with. Um, people have been in, in battle with and grappling with, should I do this and should, or should I not do this? And, um, Dina's testimony is very powerful and what she's been through and how God has delivered her through it. So today she's going to definitely just share about what her experience is. Um, so, so D, I want you to break down for the folks that don't know, um, what were the things that you were involved with and how did you come to these practices? Yes. Yeah, so um, in the past, I was involved with um, practicing manifestation, um, also uh, horoscopes and Zodiac tarot cards. And I went to a medium a few times. So all those sorts of things. Um, and it it was interesting because I didn't realize um, how easy I'd fallen into that. Um, and it seemed like it was something that was harmless um, until um, I came to a point of realization, which we will get to later. So um, those are the things I was involved in. And it kind of started with um, manifestation and grew into more of the tarot thing along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of started to intersect along the way in my life. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, because you grew up in church, right? Yeah. 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 There are some things and what we don't know as people is that the devil uses things that are appealing, that look Mm -hmm. good, that smell good, that taste good, that make you feel good. Um, that's how he gets us. (laughs) That's how he sinks the hook into, you know, our jaw on it. Mm hmm on giving us things or putting things before us that make us feel good. So what about these practices that made you feel satisfied and why do you think people come to these things? Well, I think to better understand why I felt satisfied, I'll kind of bring more understanding as to what made me decide to go down that route. Yeah. So, um, there's a there's a verse in Lamentations, and actually, since I've come to Christ, I started going back to therapy, and one mm-hmm. of the first things I did was um, read through the book of Lamentations because um, there's a lot of grief that mm-hmm. I had experienced in my life that I didn't deal with, yeah. and, and Lamentations is all about grieving, mm-hmm. and so I said, you know, for a period of time, I guess, in a weird sense, I didn't feel like God understood the grief that I was, I was dealing with, I was struggling with. And so I read through that book and uh, chapter three of Lamentations really stuck out to me. And so this verse says that you have moved my soul far from peace. I've forgotten prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. That's Lamentations three, 
17 and 18. And that really described how I felt um, because I got to a point where I felt like God had, had given up on me. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't satisfied in pretty much any area of my life. Um, when I was in college, I was actually in seminary <laughs> and I was, you know, on to everyone else, Monday to Friday, I was in class uh, learning about the word of God and, and Jesus and his ministry and being prepared to be a youth pastor. But then Friday night would come <laughs> and I was out. I was partying. I was doing whatever. Um, and I was I was torn. I was living a double life for for that whole time that I was in school. Um, and so God knew that I wasn't righteous in my heart, but I appeared to be righteous to a lot of other people. Yeah. And I made a lot of excuses because I've never, I never drank, I'm celibate, all these sorts of things. So I was like, you know, God, I'm still doing things by the book for the most part, right. you know? So I was like, you know, I'm doing things like halfway, like this is okay, I'm doing enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but deep down, I, I wasn't satisfied at all. And so when I, I was getting ready to graduate and I was excited for this job I had lined up to be a, a youth pastor and to do spiritual care and counseling for youth and young adults. Um, and then it fell through. I graduated and I had no job. And I was like, you know what? This is the last straw. I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. And I was just super disappointed. And I just felt like I wasn't getting anything that I wanted out of life. I felt like I'd worked so hard to get to this point and then there was nothing to show for it yeah um and so I was kind of like god like are you serious <laughs> but God was probably looking at me like d are you serious are you serious <laughs> and so <laughs> right um and so because of that I, I had like a lost sense of purpose and so I was kind of in this space of searching for that and so when it when I began to learn about this whole process of manifestation and things like that you know they they try to teach you that all of this stuff all the sense of purpose this belonging um gaining the things that you want this all comes from within yourself Mm -hmm. um and they try to tell you the universe but you know most of the things that you say to yourself are i am this and i have this and i do this because i am blah 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 um and so that's what made me feel satisfied about the practices because I started to um, shift my thinking into believing that I was able to bring these things to pass. And actually Mm. in preparation for this episode, um, I went back to one of the affirmation videos I used to watch almost every morning Um, because I, when I finished with that part of my life, I, I removed all of it, but I said, you know what? let me go back and really see what I was saying to myself and what I was trying to force myself to believe. Um, and just some of the things that they were saying, it was like, um, you imagine it. I, you feel joy. Um, I've manifested the, the important things that I desire and all these sorts of things. And I remember there was one part where it said, um, like, I thank the universe for something, something, something. <laughs> and I remember hearing that one day and it felt really weird to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, the universe, God created the universe, but I, I'm practicing these things. I'm trying to say these things to myself while also knowing the word of God. And so um, my flesh and my spirit were like, right. Like, you can feel that, that, that conflict. Hustling. Yeah. Yes. 
And, and so while, while doing all that, you know, there's, there's all these things like the Holy spirit would convict me in like small ways all the time. I would just think certain things. Or I remember one day I was doing an affirmation and because at one point I was like, you know, I'm just going to replace universe with God. Cause like universe just sounds silly to me. Mm-hmm. And then God was like, why don't you just pray? Right. I was like, ah, yeah, you're right. You, right. you know? Right. And, and, and so I, w- I was tussling. And so then it would be, I would pray, but then I would still like act like I believed in other things because I was still trying to manifest, even though I wasn't doing these affirmations every day. Yeah. I would, I would still tell myself things, you know, like, um, I know that I deserve this, so I'm, I'm going to get it in, <laughs> in trying to, to bring things to pass out of my own power, out of your own power. Whoa. That right there, that's that's heavy. <laughs> D, that's yeah, heavy. Yeah. Out of my own power. And that just that reminds me of how like anything I was watching this, you know who Jackie Hill Perry is, right? Oh yeah. That woman is anointed oh, by powerful. God. I was watching a video, um, and she was talking about this exact same thing about witchcraft and how the word witchcraft is just very um confrontational but we don't know that Mm -hmm. folks is operating in witchcraft you don't have to have a broom and a pointy hat to be operating in witchcraft anytime you want to access power outside of god that is witchcraft i have the power to do this and i want i want to be powerful and, and be big and i want even people even want god's power without God. Right. Right. And that is troubling because it's not only in the secular world, but you find that creeping in the church. And um, one thing I want to bring to attention is some scripture because some folks may be like, you know, Kendrick, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, going too far, but it's, it's, it's really crucial that we understand that God's power is the highest and only pure power that there is. Because when you look in Exodus chapter seven, um, is it, I think yeah, it's, it's chapter seven when Moses was, you know, telling Pharaoh to let the people go right during slavery, mm-hmm. God was putting all these plagues even before the plagues. And Pharaoh said, mm-hmm. okay, well, all this magic is happening. I'm using air quotes because he wasn't a believer. He's thinking it's magic. Okay, I'm going to pull in my sorcerers and we're going to have a magic battle. There is magic and powers that that is in the world, but it is wicked outside of God. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go to Acts chapter 8 and I want to read verses 9 through 11, and then I'm going to skip down to 17 through 20. Um, and this is, a, this is a historical account of Peter and John doing ministry, right? So um, verse nine says, a man named Simon had been a sorcerer for many years. And this is from the New Living Translation. Um, Amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest, often spoke of him as a great one, power of God. 
They listened closely to him because for a long time, he had astonished them with his magic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at this time, um, Samson is, is, is just enjoying the attention of being powerful and seeing all of the, all of the vanity that he's, you know, he's getting from other people, all the praises he's getting from other people. So we're going to skip down to verse 17 and it says, then Peter and John laid their hands, um, on these believers. And at their time they're, they're doing ministry for Jesus and they're laying hands and they received the Holy spirit. Verse 18 says, when Simon saw the spirit was given when the apostle laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Verse 19 says, let me have this power too, he exclaimed. So when I see, so when they see me laying hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 says, then Peter replied, may you and your money be destroyed for thinking that God's gift can be bought. Hmm. Simon, a magician, someone that is practicing wicked power, sees a greater power than his. And it's like, yo, this can bring me good attention. This can bring me acclaim. Mm -hmm. This will make me feel good. Let me buy it. How much? And Peter is like, this right here? You can't buy this. This is the pure power of God. And Mm -hmm. having that power... is only paired when you are in relationship with God. But a lot of people don't want the relationship. They just want access to things that they want. Right. And that actually speaks to a point um, that I had here um, because I'd realized at one point I wanted God's blessings, uh, but not his chastisement. And that's, that was huge because you know, I felt like I okay, I can attract the benefits yeah. of God, but I'm just gonna judge myself. I'm gonna tell myself I'm worthy and I'm gonna tell myself that I'm deserving and that um I've put myself in these places, but then I'm gonna thank God for blessing me for it. And I'm like, you know, God kept on saying to me all the time, You can't serve two masters, you can't serve two masters. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Get it up. Girl. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead, friend. Yes. And and that that was a really big point for me because I didn't feel like I was serving two masters for the longest time because I was deceived that thinking that, you know, because I'm thanking God for the blessings I got, I still serve in God. But I was still believing deep down mm-hmm. that I, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. And and this was this was the practice. This was a, this was the belief. This was the mindset that I had. Um, and so with that, I, I didn't want the judgment. I just wanted the blessings. I didn't want to be held accountable for uh, my my sin, yes. me not trusting God, my lack of belief in God, my my dedication to the enemy's deception. Like I I didn't I didn't want to think about that stuff. And and they really tell you like when you're doing all this manifestation stuff like that. You don't look at yourself that much. It's not really a a reflective process. It's, you know, I'm grateful for the 
the hurt and the pain that I've endured because it's made me stronger. And then it's like things like, um, I let go and I release it into the universe. <laughs> and I remember one time I heard that and I was like, well, what's the universe going to do about it? <laughs> Seriously. For like, real. When you think about it, you know, because I, I'm still feeling this this isolation, this this grief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clearly, the universe isn't doing anything about it. And but then, you know, when the Bible says, "Cast all your cares on the Lord," and so I'm like, okay, you know, if I know that, why am I trying to let things go into the universe? I can just leave it in God's hands, yeah. the one who's my healer, the the one who knows on, me better dude. than I know myself. You know, it. And so I, I got to this point where I was like, okay, I'm really confused, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I, I started kind of walking away from the sayings and all that sort of stuff because I was like, man, this is really confusing with, with doctrine. Yeah. And like Emmanuel said on the podcast on Monday, you know, there's a lot of things that, that sound similar. Like it's very easy for people to be deceived because things will sound like the bible like it's very much twisted right and it's just like um like with the serpent and eve you know did god say you can't eat of (laughs) the fruit and and it's like that that's the thing is like he he twists things right and has you thinking oh well mm, he didn't really say that exactly or yeah you know what maybe i can eat this apple you know what I mean and and that's how it happens and it happens so swift and and so quickly that you don't realize that um you're receiving these messages and you don't know where where they're coming from what is the motivation behind those things that you're saying girl you preaching um if I had a shoe I would throw it at you um because you are preaching (laughs) right now um you are flat foot the de- and the thing about it is, y'all, don't be deceived. <laughs> the devil knows the Bible. The devil knows yes. scripture. Oh. He knows it better than than most, like most of us. Like he knows that he was a, an, an angel. <laughs> like he knows what it is. But just like the example that you gave when how the enemy deceived Eve, he was throwing these and twisting these and twisting the words of God. But what he will never do is tell you the consequence. He will never tell you that the end of your sin is going to be death. Death. He will never tell you. He will say, believe in the universe. Do your horoscope. Align these things with this, that, and the other. You can take these these cards and, and figure out what you want to do because God's not going to answer how you want to do it. And God is a God of judgment and, and you don't want to be judged and we don't want no heat and we don't want no judgment. I want to live my best life. But in the end, it's going to be death. Right. The enemy ain't going to... Y'all... I'm sorry I'm yelling. This is just passion. <laughs> I, ain't, I, I ain't yelling at nobody. This is just passion because Jesus came that we may have life and have that more abundantly. He came and he died and he sacrificed so we won't have to live through the deception of the enemy so that we won't have to face death. That's what he did. Now, D, okay, let me let me take a breath. <sighs> Because you preaching, um, take us to the place to where God started to speak to you and 
you began surrendering or that moment of surrender? Tell us what happened there. So since we're talking about, you know, death and life. um, So when I really got into the whole Zodiac thing, um, (laughs) it's so funny now that I think about it in retrospect. So if I laugh, I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we forget the former things. But yeah, for real, like, um, I went to medium and what got me connected to the medium was channeling people who passed away because I had a, a root of like surrounding grief that I, I hadn't dealt with. Yeah. I, I didn't hand over to God to heal me from. And so I was like, Oh, maybe I'll get closure from all this grief. If I go talk to this medium, but the medium is going to tell you a little bit more <laughs> than you know people who have gone to the other side or so we think and um it was it was interesting and one thing that I found now that I think about it is this is a hint of how you know the enemy uses people who call themselves mediums the enemy can only play with your past he doesn't know your future he just knows that God has amazing plans for your life and he's afraid of that and when every time I went to a meeting they would talk about something from my past every single time something to to draw me in and because I was insecure and I was sad I was depressed and I had doubt these were the things that I identified with because I couldn't get out of my past yeah and so I was like oh this person really knows what I'm dealing with because I identified with my past Mm -hmm. I identify with that hurt and those things that I didn't surrender and leave at the foot of the cross. And so this is what had really tied me in and enticed me with, with mediums. And from that led to tarot. And so what tarot is basically is there's these cards and they have different signs and symbols and and numbers on them. Um, And essentially they're supposed to either predict things in your life or, or tell you things about, you and the situations that you're in and there's different elements um because there's different pictures and so all these elements are related to the zodiac signs there's signs that are fire signs earth signs blah 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 um and so um there was like tarot cards and oracle cards and oracle cards are like they'll tell you things about who you are and gifts that you have and then there's things I will tell you about like your future, your, your career, or, oh, there's a relationship coming your way. All these sorts of things. Yeah, things for like itching ears. Money. For itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you want to know if you're going to make money. You want to know if you're going to get married or have a partner. You want to know if, if, you're, if you have talents and gifts and all these sorts of things. Um, and so with that, I, I was continuing to listen to these things. So I used to watch tarot videos all the time like <laughs> i mean up late watching these videos and all these different people telling me like different things y- yes oh my goodness like i believe it and and i mean some of these videos are like 15 minutes to like almost an hour long oh like i spent time you know how much time i could have been in the word of god and i was watching people letting them tell me things and you know what i thank god for all of my teachers that I had growing up in church, because I had one in particular and I call her mom Teresa. Mom Teresa, if you ever hear this, you were part of my, my salvation story because she used to say every Sunday, don't forget that death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
Okay. And that's on Proverbs 18, 21, period. So <laughs> I say this because I got to a point with tarot videos. Now at this point, um, I was starting to spend more time in the word. Um, this is like not long after COVID had hit. Um, my family started doing like a Bible study. So I used to just tune in and, and read the word with them every morning, something quick and whatever. And I go about the rest of my day. And over time, I started to become less and less attracted to these tarot videos. Mm-hmm. And then one day, you know, I, I went to a, a tarot reader. I don't even know why I did it. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Let me just see what, what this person has to say. Now, at this point, there was something that um, I began to pray more and God and I, we were communicating more and there was something that he had promised me and I was believing him for it. I asked for confirmation. I got it. And I was like, okay, God, I'm believing you for this thing. And then I went to this tarot reader like a week or so after, and they, they spoke against this specific promise. And I mean, they, they were very fervent about, they were like, nope don't go this way this is not it and I'm like but God told me what this was and and I believe him for that and then I remember death and life are in the power of the tongue and that day I said you know what I don't want someone else speaking over my life um if I if I'm gonna believe God then I'm gonna pursue God and not listen to these people and so I'd stopped watching these videos and I'd cut them all out and um Honestly, the tarot videos, they actually induced a lot of anxiety for me at at one point because um, there was a relationship I had once tried to manifest into my life and I ended up uh, being hurt a lot by this relationship and it actually perpetuated a lot of the pain from uh, my childhood and and teenage years and all these things I hadn't dealt with. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like I got hit with it all over again in this in the situationship and I remember I would watch tarot videos and they would say things about this person with the specific sign that they were thinking about me and that they were coming back into my life. And I used to, I used to be so anxious and, but God's word says be anxious for nothing. So mm-hmm. once again, I had to choose. Everything was coming up against the word of God at this point. So at this point I made a choice and I was like, you know, I'm not listening to these things anymore. Now, I was still kind of in this lifestyle of doing whatever I wanted um, for a little bit. But um, after a couple months of that, I started to not want to be in certain places around certain people, partake in particular conversations. Um, and so my, my taste for this lifestyle that I was entertaining started to go away as I got closer to God. Um, and I remember wanting to fast <laughs> and I didn't I don't even know where it came from but I was just like I don't know I want I want to try fasting I never fasted before and then Kendra actually dropped an episode about fasting and it was funny because um I was struggling with deciding whether or not to do it because my body's like oh so you're you're not going to eat like why would you not eat like that's a little drastic and I became like fearful of, of fasting yeah. which is bizarre to think but that that's what it was um you know and and so when you came up with that episode I remember reaching out to you because I was like okay I need to decide like am I gonna do this thing am I not and I called up one of my my good good friends um and I said 
listen, will you fast with me for three days? Listen, like, Linda, we fasting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we we need to just fast, girl. I've never fasted before. She was like, oh yeah, like I'll fast with you. I fasted a bunch of times. Day two of my fast. Yeah, talk about it. That was. It was September 24, 2020. <laughs> and my life really changed, honestly. Um, because, you know, d- December of 2019 going into 2020, um, I was very depressed and I, and I was sad. Um, I lost a couple of members of my family and um, I was away for Christmas. And I just remember um, saying to God, like, listen, I've tried everything else. I said, I'm going to try you one more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember after saying that prayer, I opened up my phone and like a recap clip of Church Blood Confessions popped up. And mind you, I've been following Unassociated since since the start of it, but I never engaged with the content. I would see it and it, eventually it made its way out of my algorithm. But I said this prayer and th- this clip just popped up and I said, OK, you know what, God? So when I go back home, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And we're going to start from there. Yeah. And from there, it, it, it just grew. And so when I got to this point of, of fasting, I remember it was the second day, September 24th, and I had prayed and prayed and prayed. And then I was just in the dark in my room. Like I just turned off my lights or whatever. It was the middle of the day. Like it yeah. wasn't dark, pitch black, but you know, I had my lights off and I just put on some worship music and I just, I wrote down a list of things that I was seeking God for. And I prayed and then I just sat there and let the music play. And I put my head down and I remember it got pitch black. (laughs) It got pitch black and I felt cold. And I remember seeing flashbacks of all these moments of of hurt and pain and and trauma, all these things that I was hiding um, from God, all these things that you know, I tried to act like didn't bother me. All these things that I tried to manifest away, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just remember hearing the voice of God. <laughs> and he was just like, don't you know how much I love you? Mm. Like, look at how many things I've, I've brought you through. Thank you, Jesus. And you're still here. And Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I remember feeling this this hard, like, rock shell. It was so heavy. And I, I remember feeling it break off of me. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It was so real. And it just, it just fell. It just broke. Yes. And Jeremiah says, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Jeremiah mm-hmm. 23, 29. And that is literally what it felt like. It was just, it just broke off of me. Like, whew. And I felt so free. And I remember just, just weeping. And that day I was like, God, this is it. I'm not going back. I'm not doing this stuff. No more. <laughs> I'm out. Um, oh, God is so and good. And I to Christ. Yeah. God is and so it, good. Yeah. It, it, was, it was the best feeling ever. I never felt so free. And, um, it was just like, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't manifest that breakthrough at all. Girl, I, you I better couldn't. say it again. You couldn't manifest that breakthrough. You couldn't find no cards no, for I that breakthrough. Not. Huh? I spent <laughs> days telling myself 
I let go of the past and I received joy and all these things wow. and never received it. I was sitting there, I was sitting there depressed and sad alone in my room. And it wasn't until God said, I love you that mm. I was like, Whew. thank you. Jesus. I feel it. And, and that, and that was one of those things that just reminded me that, you know, there's always a place in us that where we feel like God, God doesn't love us. And we have to understand and know the strength of our salvation because I didn't understand the power of salvation. I, I knew it. And, and, you know, like I understood that it was powerful, but in regards to, to me, like now when people say like, you know, Jesus died for you, like it hits different now because I understand. And I saw that I was actually like dead to God in a sense. I, I, I really feel as though I, I have a new life. I, uh, I don't surround myself in those conversations when people try to say things to me about, Oh, my favorite Capricorn. I'm like, eh. like I'm, I'm uncomfortable. That's not who I identify as. I, I'm a child of God. You know, I'm a child it, it's God. not, I don't identify with what these birth charts say about me. I never got a chance to mention that, but basically it's like <laughs> this whole breakdown thing that tries to describe who you are based on the the placement of, of planets in, in the stars in constellations when you were born and where you were born. And people really seek those things out to understand their identity. And they say, oh, yeah, you know what? My Venus is this. And it's like the planet of, of love and all those things. And you really try to identify with those things. This, D. like... <laughs> D you just say people seek these things to find their identity saints they do. friends mm. any and everybody that's listening <laughs> if you don't take nothing from today your identity can only be found truly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ right amen you cannot find a chart or a card or a, a, a horoscope or a, a whatever. You can't find it. You can't manifest things and you struggling in depression. Your mm-hmm. identity, your breakthrough, just as our sister said just now, she could not manifest that breakthrough. No. Because the, <laughs> the devil is so, he's so deceptive. He will make it look like what you want it to look like and have mm-hmm. you bound at the same time. Yeah. Locked, chained at the same time. Yeah. That is powerful. Oh, this is good. This is good to my soul. This is good. <laughs> wow. Um, What advice would you give to someone that is in these practices, in this doctrine? advice I would give is is to really you know check in with the Holy Spirit honestly because it's deeper than it looks and it can grow so fast yeah it can grow so fast and and before you know it you've walked away from God in in your heart you can say all these things you can go to church you can go to all the small groups you can play whatever instruments you want you know you can you can quote scripture like like you wrote it yourself it does it doesn't matter 
But if Mm -hmm. you believe something else in your heart, you're not seeking God at the end of the day. And and that's the thing is that, you know, your heart is deceitful, you know, like you all in the book. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I think it's a Jeremiah, but (laughs) the, the heart is deceitful. You know, the Bible says who can know it. And so you, you're never always able to constantly seek righteousness, which is why it's so important that you dedicate your heart to Christ, that you say, Lord, search me and know me. Because God is going to show you the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And, and when you're able to humble yourself and present yourself to God and say, listen, I have insecurities, I have doubts, I have grief, I haven't dealt with, I have trauma. That's when... <laughs> That's where your salvation really kicks in. That's where faith comes in because you're being honest with God. And that's, God wants you to be honest with him. God knows, but it's not until you confess and you say it that God's like, okay, now I know that you're ready to work with me on this thing. I'm looking for something in, in close proximity <laughs> to throw at you because um, you are preaching. Uh, God knows he just wants you to be honest. Like we, yes. are, <laughs> we, we can't fool him. You can't take something and and hide it behind your back to, and and act like God don't see it. Like He's all knowing. He's omnipresent. Like He's, we can't do it. He just wants us to surrender. Mm-hmm. And That's I don't. All he wants. If y'all are watching this on YouTube, hold my hand in the spirit. And if you can't hold my hand, just hold your hand and pretend it's mine. It is okay mm-hmm. to receive correction. Yes. It is okay to come to the Lord and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that will be exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and won't surrender to him because of pride. Yes. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to be condemned. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to, I don't want nobody to look down on me. It's not about that let's get it let's get it together like the fact that you woke up this morning (laughs) is god saying all right son all right daughter come to me let's 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 get this thing right because when jesus comes back for his church (laughs) there will actually be a judgment Mm -hmm. and that's just the fact of the matter and and this episode is not one to make you um we're not saying things to make you feel good We're saying things to warn us Mm -hmm. about deception, about coming to Jesus, about every single day that we wake up is an opportunity for us to get right with him, to come into relationship, relationship with him, to repent. And repentance is, is the simplicity of the definition of repentance is you don't have to become a pastor or, or have this title. You just have to turn. That's yeah. what I mean to turn and stop mm-hmm. doing what you did before. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> because when Jesus comes back again, and the Bible says we don't, uh, we don't know the day nor the hour when the son of man will return. But when he comes back again, there will be a judgment. Yeah. And the question is, will you be ready? That's a whole nother episode. Um Yeah. But we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. Um, Miss Dina Williams. Thank you so much. 
thank you for your courage and because it takes courage to come on here and, and tell your testimony, even to, to people in your local church. But um, mm. for people that don't even know you, I believe that God right now is touching someone's heart and, and mm-hmm. preparing them to, he already prepared them to receive this word. So thank you for being a vessel. Thank you for being obedient. Thank you for being God's servant. Ah, I'm full. <laughs> I'm full. Uh, Miss Miss D, is there any last words that you would like to share with the people? Um, one last thing I will say is that you know when you're being tested or or when you feel tempted to fall into this this habit or to entertain, you know that lifestyle. Just know that when that moment happens, you have to choose between Christ and your carnality. Yeah. You have to make a choice. You're always faced with a choice. And if you already know Christ, then you know what choice is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know Christ, I urge you to get to know him because if you're willing to try people, all these sorts of people that don't know you, all these healers, yeah, these yeah, teachers, yeah. these readers, mm-hmm. then go to the greatest teacher just try him. Try Jesus. I'm, I'm, I promise you. He's all right. It, it might hurt a bit, but it'll be, it'll be the best decision that you've, that you've ever made. I, I went from serving God to falling off to serving myself and going back to serving God. And I, I've been on both sides of the point. And I can tell you that it is the best decision you'll ever make, even though it, it might seem tough and it chips away at your pride. And all those things, you know, you come humbly before God and and he will handle the rest. You just have to trust him to do that. So, Amen. Powerful, powerful, powerful. All right, y'all, we're going to pray, okay? Because we need some prayer. <laughs> um, prayer is always in order. You can never go wrong with prayer. Um, so mm-hmm. with all hearts and minds clear, let's get into position to receive um, and just go before the Lord in petition, right? So, Father, we thank you so much for what you are doing, for who you are in all of your glory. We thank you so much for the opportunity to come and to share your goodness, to come and expose the things of the enemy and to shed light on how you still desire us, how you still want to pursue us as your children. God, I pray for everybody that that is listening to this episode, anyone that is struggling with with their carnality and should I serve God? God, I pray that they choose you. I ask you to work on their hearts and to change their hearts, God, to choose you and to try you because there is no greater love. There is no greater power than from you, God. God, I pray that every single person that is listening to this is blessed, that they become aware and that they they choose to study you deeper, to get to know you even deeper. And that people that are struggling within this doc, within um, false doctrine, that they come to you and surrender. God, I ask you to bless D and God, we just thank you for her faithfulness and her willingness to share so somebody else could be set free. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. That is the word on the street for this week. Oh, my goodness. If you've enjoyed the episode as much as I did, because I had me a good old time, okay? <laughs> y'all, share this episode with somebody who you know that needs it. D, what is your handle? How can the people keep up with you? Uh, my Instagram is at yourfavegirlD, um, D with two E's. Um, that's Instagram, Twitter. You can find me there. Yeah. All right. I mean, D, she preached, okay? So y'all can send her a love offering because she preached. All right, y'all. Until next time, beautiful people, be blessed. <laughs>